0: Wait a minute. This is the edition Unfiltered Podcast. So, at some point in our lives, we come across an identity crisis, a point where we don't know who we are and we get stuck and confused about how we fit into this world. And today, I have Nayli, a service designer who has worked with Fortune 500 companies, one of them being Adidas, is uh, here with us today. Very grateful. And for her being here today and very grateful for her working with Adidas because that was a field day for me and my family. We took advantage of the discounts that she got left, right and center. But other than that, she is one of a kind friend and I'm so grateful to have her here.
1: I think I think you must have 30 pairs of Adidas shoes by now. You know, you know what the sad part is that I actually don't have a single pair, it's all just my
0: cousin and my sister. I, I didn't get anything from Adidas. I just got them stuff, which makes me sad. But
1: Yeah, um, no, you should have taken advantage. I did. I did.
0: I did. I took advantage for them. I think I made the mistake of letting them know that you work there.
1: <laughs> I remember.
0: Yep. All right. So tell me, what have you brought for me? The word of the podcast. What is it this week?
1: Okay. Mm. The word of the podcast is schmock. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it's it's the word because first of all, just say schmuck. It's like, Sh- it's schmuck. fun to say. Yes, schmuck. it is schmuck. I like it. I like it. I know. I I didn't like, I didn't know about that word. Like I just heard somebody say it in a meeting and I was like, "Oh, that sounds like a fun word to say. Wait, wait, then, hold like, on. A, somebody yeah. said this in a meeting? Yeah. <laughs> That's just, okay. Go on. <laughs> somebody, Somebody said it in a meeting. And then, like after that, like I heard like a few people use it around, but like the way I heard it was, people would be like, "Oh, you know, look at that schmuck over there." And I legit until today morning, uh-huh. got schmuck, that like, like a person, like you know, look at that guy over there. And then I googled it today, right? You know, I was like, I, I, I at least got to know what the like, I need to know properly what this <laughs> word means I'm gonna bring it on this podcast. And I learned that it means. A foolish person. <laughs> wow. So I'm so glad I never used it in a meeting or anywhere in public, you know? Yes, that because would I have. No, I didn't admit that.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know I've heard this word before. I think I used this in school, but I yeah. didn't actually know it meant foolish person per se, but I did know it was an insult. So
1: at least I knew that. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I just thought it was like. A normal English word. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So our job for the for this word
0: is we have to put it into a sentence while we're having this conversation. And if you somehow manage to say it first, but you have, it has to be with ease. It can't be a forceful word. All right. You have to just, it has to just slip okay, out of your okay. mouth. Okay. And if you say it first, you get a little, uh-huh. a little something, something, you know. And if I say it first, then, well, I just say, it. I mean, I just get a yay But that's what we have to do, all right. Now, when it comes Mm -hmm. to this topic, tell me: Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you are having an identity crisis?
1: Yes, I I have faced like I feel like a very serious case of it, Mm -hmm. and I think it happened with um, like it was one of those things which was like inevitable with everything going on in my life. Uh So to to give you context, um, so you know, like you know, I've been born and raised in Kenya yes and then when I was 16 years old around 16 years old I like went to boarding school in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I like, got a scholarship went to boarding school in the U.S. and then I completed like you know my last two years over there so my junior and senior year over there of high school and like I was so young right, uh, right. yeah 16. I yeah yeah and I feel like um, yeah, I was so young when I left, and that's like you know the years of your life. I think it's the most formative years of your life, like when you start like gaining your own opinion and like mm-hmm. you know discovering who you are as a person. But like I didn't, I didn't have an idea. Here. So what happened is I went to boarding school for two years, and then after that I went to college, university, whatever you want to call it. I went to Los Angeles, right? So when I was in college. around around my second year like towards the ending of my second year I started Uh to have like an identity crisis and what I mean by like there was a lot going on the first thing is like I left when I was so young so it happened four years after I left right Um, my best my best friend at that time she like she's like amazing at comedy and she like she transferred out of my university because she like found a course in Uh another university that was like perfect for her and like you know, until until that time, like, you know, right. I hadn't really, like, branched out or made that many friends. Like, you know, it was just always, like, me and her, me and her. Right. And then when I was like, oh, my god, she was leaving. And I feel like all that came together and um, just all these other things. And that's when I, like, experienced identity crisis. And um, by that, what I mean was, like, for me, it was not, like, an identity crisis as to, like, where I sit in this world. Right, it was more of like an internal identity crisis mm-hmm. of like who the hell am I? So, um, I I feel like what happened to me was, um, you know, we like growing up in Kenya, we come from like like you know the Indian society in Kenya yes. is not really the most like it doesn't really encourage you to take risks, um, discover he, who you are. It's very much like you have to follow a straight line. Right. There's no room for experimentation. There's no room to like even have your own character. For me, um, I like grown up. Like I I had like good grades my entire life. Like Mm -hmm. I mean, like since second grade, I was literally like always top of class. That's amazing.
0: Like You know, that's, first of all, I think you need to pat yourself on the back for that because that has never been me. My mom wanted so badly for me to be the first, but I was just not, I didn't care. I didn't put any effort into it. I'm telling you, I was so bad at putting effort into it. She really thought I was going to become a loser for the rest of my life because I wouldn't. I wouldn't just, I just wouldn't. But I think you deserve a pat on the back for that.
1: Well, well no, Jill, you didn't get top and class, and you're not a loser. So there's no correlation. <laughs>
0: I agree there is no correlation but that 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 sense there is no pretty, correlation so much effort to, but, but you know top of the class is a big deal in Kenya like you're you're top of the class and and out of how many like a hundred
1: there are many there are like 100 people yeah
0: yeah that's an inc- that's incredible you have to put in a lot of amount of work to be beat top so I think even if there's no correlation of success or anything I think you just deserve a pat on your back because that is that is something that I not even just I think you deserve an award I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna get you an award let me just say this on a live not live podcast but Naily will deserve will get an award from me I'm gonna
1: go buy one from, no 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 I, no I think I think you would pause at that if you if you if I went on with my story like that's the shit that made me, that made me like hate myself. You know, it was like so much pressure. Oh yeah, pressure. I, no, I understand let me, the pressure. Wait, let me explain to you. It's like it was so much pressure to always be the top. So I was always at the top, right? Always number one. Um, I was always like a well-behaved in class. Like I wouldn't go cause issues and stuff. But so people oh. shot me, right? This image of like, yeah, Naily is like good. She's like hardworking girl, always right. top of the class. She's a goody two shoes, you know. And people had this image of me, of just like a like a good person. And it like really affected me uh-huh. because you know there would be there'd be like oh like yeah someone like Nayli would not drink, someone like Nayli like you know would not go somewhere and dance, someone like Nayli would not like all these things instead of like saying about my personality. And it's not even them saying it; it was just like the the image that came right. along, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, you know being like a studious, hardworking girl kind of yes. thing. And it like continued on because like, you know, I got this scholarship, I went to boarding school and I was like, yeah, I got to work really hard. And yeah, it was really tough. And then I did that and then I went to college and that's where the issue began. Uh-huh. Because like, you know, like there'd be things like I would like, for example, like see people doing Zumba and I would like want to, and like part of me is like the voice would be like, go do Zumba. Like this looks like so much fun. Right. this other part of me had already like formed a personality which was like oh no like you're not gonna be good at dancing like you're not good at that shit like you're I good see. yeah and then I became like I became like very afraid of like you know when people put you like on a pedestal as a smart person uh-huh. I became very afraid of like having failure so you know it would be simple things like for example, Zumba. I'm gonna make a fool of myself and at that time Mm -hmm. I was like oh no that's that's like a dumb thing to do or like in studies like you know I would study so hard and when I didn't get the grade I wanted or like I had difficulty understanding a concept like I would put so much pressure on myself and I started Uh like hating things around me so like part of me was like oh I hate this version of myself because I was like kind of following the path i'm like oh i'm a good girl i am like so so hardworking, smart kid i have to do these things to be successful in life. and i was following that path, but then another part of me was like no wait a minute like that that you don't have to like you know do xyz to, to like succeed in life but you have a happy life and do like you know that Indian culture in in kenya even right it's like they have like a like a criteria of what makes somebody a good person or yes. a successful person. Yes, and they do. that's not a, that criteria is not true.
0: And you know what? What's really sucks is that these parents have all these criteria that they think that their children fit into. But in reality, if you could meet those kids the way we meet them, their parents would be in a shock of a lifetime. And I know this isn't this is exactly. like for especially in Kenya because it's a small country. And by small, I mean relatively smaller than, say, the United States. And so when you put a bunch of Indian people together that are like Patels or Shahs, they're, they're inclined to know one another. And they're inclined to have this competitive side of them just spark where their kids need to be better than the next person's kid. And that toxic mm-hmm. culture is what, I don't think it's a parent's fault. I think it's that environment that was produced That made it... Like our parents didn't have a choice but to want us to be better than their friends or someone else's child that we're competing in with school.
1: I mean, it's an environment that like, you know, quite visibly, like you, you, as you'd see, like academics are rewarded more than sport or any other, like any other activity. Yes, yes. In school, like, you know, only only if you're like intelligent, you could get into a position of leadership. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, when you... Well, I don't know about you, but like, I I was like kind of discouraged from having hobbies because it was like, oh, it will like, you lose your focus on studying. So for me,
0: my parents were definitely so much more liberating. They were, I mean, yes, my mom wanted me to do very well with my education, but I was very sporty, drama, dancing, all these things that my mom made me go into. And I loved it. Like, she didn't just want me to be studious she went yes she wanted me to do very well with my education but not shy away from the rest of it personally I have the same experience you do but i know what you're talking about because i've seen a lot of my classmates have gone through the same thing you're speaking of now where their parents wouldn't encourage them to do anything else that would distract them from studying
1: yeah i i used to do badminton and art and like in those ones like for badminton you know yeah. like I was like in the national team and for ours, I would won a lot of awards. But it's more in terms of like, you're encouraged to pursue hobbies that you're going to win an award at or uh, a hobby. Even like, even the hobbies get competitive. I
0: see. I see. So nothing just for fun or so, nothing just for expansion of your mind. I get it. Yeah. It has to be mm-hmm. a winner yeah. at the end of it. Okay. Yeah.
1: And like, I also remember this one time when uh-huh. I like come down to Kenya for a holiday. And it was like New Year's, and we had gone like you know we'd gone like to some club to like celebrate New Year's, mm-hmm. and there were like some former classmates who were like they're like oh my god that's me in a club like oh what my is god she's doing here and I think this was around the time I was having an identity crisis and I could hear everything so I think all that together just snapped at me oh, I can understand that must have been terrible it's one thing to
0: think that it's another thing to say it but it's the worst thing to say it. When the other person can hear what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, they were probably saying it and they forgot they even said it. But the impact that it had, like even now that you can talk about that particular point where they said that. And they probably don't even know that that sentence Mm -hmm. had such a big impact
1: on you. That's actually crazy. I didn't think about that. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right? So how did you deal with it? So wait, let me tell you like the defining moment because I actually remember that. So I was in college. I had taken a minor in forensics and said the security. And at Mm -hmm. that time, there were like two reasons why I was doing it. You know, I used to like, I was still like, I like watching the FBI spy stuff. And I'm like, ooh, I'm going to be a hacker. (laughs) And I was like, I want to do that. But, But then I found out really quickly that you actually have to be a U.S. citizen to be able to do that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Because like you need clearance and they don't give it to people who are not citizens. So I was like, right. oh, okay, that's up. And my professor was like like, 'Cause like don't worry, like you can still do this profession, but like you can make a shit ton of money. And like I was still like, you know, on that straight path. Right. I was like, oh my God, like, you know, it like you have to go to college, get a good job, make a shit ton of money, and mm-hmm. then you're successful. And like yeah. So I was doing this minor and it was just the beginning of my third year at university and I took like you know two classes in this minor and one of the classes was just so tough and it was just a terrible class it was even class so the professor told had told all of us like oh you know the final exam is like right after Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and I I had fallen asleep at that time oh no and, um, and like, I didn't know. So I thought that the exam was like way into the future. So I went to class. I remember that day. I was like, should I even go to class? I'm feeling so like Oh my God. go. So I went to class. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, she's like, you know, all of you put your books away. And I'm like, what's, what's going on? And they're like, oh, it's the final today. And I hadn't studied anything at all. Oh my and the God. worst part was like, I knew that even if I had studied, like I still would know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know any more than I knew in that moment. Like, I I just did not understand that class. Right. And I'll always, like, get top grade. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I always get top. I always understand things. Why am I not mm-hmm. understanding this? So yeah. stay in the class, basically, I got, like, I got, like, I got, like, a C- in that class. <laughs> and if you get that grade, you're supposed to drop the minor. So, I dropped the minor and, like, you know, I was just in such a bad mood because I was so, like, I was already in my third year and I was like, okay, what am I going to do in life? Like, you know, right. I failed this. I didn't even know what I I'm not even good at my actual major. Like, I I didn't even know I wanted to do service design. So I was, like, having all this back and forth. like, what do I do? And I, mean, I know I'm so bad at this. And, and part of me, you know, was, well, like, part of me was, like, oh, you should, like, get the textbook and study harder. And, like, I don't know what happened. So um, at that moment in time, like, you know, there's a voice in me. She was like, oh, you can just like get a book and study harder and redo this class. But then there was mm-hmm. another voice in me who was like, just fuck all this. I am yeah. so tired. I'm so tired. Like, you know, I just mm-hmm. like keep becoming this version of myself that I don't like. And there's this other voice in me, which is, you know, being like, do what do you feel like? Do like, you know, break this yeah. mold that has been created for you. Because rem- remember this mold was in my head. I had put this mold in myself based on what I've been told by other people, Mm -hmm. and that other voice in me was like, just, just like you know, just now do whatever you want, like just live life. Yes, I know you already feel this minor, right? Like just drop out of this minor and just do classes that you like until you figure out what you want to do, Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what I started doing. I just like signed up for classes that seemed interesting to me, and I didn't start like before. I would do classes that seemed like the smart thing to do in college, right? Uh-huh. And then I changed to like, I'm just going to do classes and genuinely not because I have any agenda, just because I'm interested. Yeah. And um I, I took some really, really fun classes. And I'm so glad that happened because like if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have landed in this career of mine, which I really, really like. But um I found myself like messaging classes that I just liked out of interest. I even like stopped looking at my grades because like whenever I would look at my grades, it would like put me down. Mm -hmm. This used to happen before. So I never looked at my grades. And then at the end of the semester, like when I got my exam, results, I was like shocked. Like when I stopped caring about my grades, my grades actually got higher Uh because I started like paying attention to the content. And because it was interesting, like I just got better at it. Yeah, because you enjoy it. Yeah, because I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think the also good thing is like, you know, when you're in the U.S., like people don't know you. No one one knows who you are. Oh, nobody knows you. People know you you since you're young and they have expectations of you. So once I realized that, one of my friends actually told me that. It was like, nobody knows you. You can do whatever you want. What are you afraid of? And And I think that person is very right. I understood that in Kenya, especially also the girl you can't. You can drive, but, you know, you don't have that much freedom like you do in the U.S. You take a train, take an Uber, go wherever you want. No one's going to worry as much as when you're in Kenya.
0: I agree. I was also given the liberty to drive. Even before I got my license, my dad let me drive. He would just tell me to go do stuff and I just go do it and I remember this one time it was like 11 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at night and my dad had gone out on on Wednesdays it's usually his club night so he went out with his friends to do karoga in which means sort of like a barbecue at night for those of you don't know what karoga means but so he you know Wednesday night was his night guy's night out with his friends and I was just me home alone. So I asked my mom if I could go and just, she's like, okay, fine. Just be back by an hour. And so I left at like 10 and came back at 11. 15, and she just let me drive by myself. And I hadn't even got my license yet. So. so
1: lucky. Yeah. Like I said, my parents were more. Liberating. I had your parents. I'm like, I'm 25. And as you guys know, the podcast, I'm back home in Kenya. Yes. Man, I'm not allowed. Like at 7 p.m. If I'm not home, my phone starts ringing and I'm just like. Ugh. that's that's crazy I think I would go mad
0: I would want to just punch a wall because if that happened to me like in Kenya my my parents wouldn't call me we had a mutual understanding was that I would let them know where I was all they needed to know where was where I was and I think they got used to the fact that as teenagers or young adults we don't usually have plans of what we're gonna do we just look at each other's faces and then we like hey let's just go here and then you just go have ice cream or You go have, you know, drinks at our cafe or you go to Karura Forest. I mean, you go anywhere.
1: So So can we swap parents? Like, can they adopt me?
0: I mean, yeah, I'm sure they they wouldn't mind considering. My dad actually, at 16, dropped me to the club. He said, I'm going to drop you here and I will be back to pick you up at 2 o'clock. And I was like, "Oh, Dad, two o'clock? Are you kidding me? That's when the party starts." And he's like, "Do you want to go to the club or not?" And that's, like, "Yeah, I do." And he let me go. Even when I was supposed to buy my fake ID for Earth Dance, no, Earth Dance it was a queercore mm-hmm. culture. One of them, he gave me money to get those fake ID, which I then proceeded <laughs> to buy. And then I showed him, and I was like, what is this, this real to you?" And he's like, "I think it'll work." So. I mean, I've, I'm really grateful that I've not had those moments because I can, I, I can understand the frustration that you're going through. I see where you're coming from when you talk about how all of this had led to your who am I situation.
1: Yeah. There's two voices.
0: Yeah. I can see that. Do you have that voice that you're talking about in my mind where I'm like, oh my God, you know, is this something that's going to make my parents happy? Is this something that people are going to talk about like it's still a very small part of me and because i've ex- escaped kenya i'm no longer scrutinized as i was back home mm-hmm. because here there are not a lot of people that know me or a lot of people that have grown up with me that care about what i'm doing with my life or not so there isn't that microscope which i'm really grateful for yeah. extremely grateful. yeah for.
1: i i hate how those superficial things are the things people are celebrated for you know how it's- big is the house how many cars do they have What job title do they have? Mm -hmm. I think like that's all BS. Like the things that people need to be celebrated for is more internal things. Like what did they overcome? Um, Uh You know, what like challenge did they set for themselves that they managed to To achieve? Because yeah. And like, you know, I also have like cousins. I have a cousin who never went to college and like now she has like, she's like leading in a field. And like when I look at her, I'm like, damn, like she's achieved so much. But in other people's eyes, like, you know, she never went to college. And I'm like, so? Like, she's really awesome. I think for
0: our next topic of discussion or our next podcast, we really need to talk about whether going to college is something that is a good idea or it's something that isn't. Because I re- I have a lot to say. I, re- I really want to get in with you right <laughs> now. But I don't want to get into it with you right now because I feel like this is some really juicy yeah, and spicy stuff. And it's going to take away from our... Our topic right now, so I'm gonna just you know note that down in my little calendar. Based on what you've told me about your identity crisis, how do you feel now?
1: So, there, there. I feel like the two ways, like the two responses to this. Mm-hmm. So, like after I went through this, that I I spent like um, roughly like two and a half years in the US. Like you know, I finished college and yes. then I worked, mm-hmm. and like by then. Like, actually, I think when I started choosing, like, I started choosing my own happiness, my own interests. And, you know, just like, I like closed my eyes to what people, to what I defined as success and started defining it for myself. So Mm -hmm. when that happened, like, I was like at my happiest. Right. I just, like, you know, the other voice, like, it just went away. And I was like happy and I was able to be like authentic to myself, authentic to my friends. I was like able to like meet people and actually like you know have a, have a genuine connection because I knew who I was myself. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, I didn't know who the hell I was. And I was able to like embrace the parts of me that were weird and like try things and not be afraid right. of embarrassment. And I think that's one thing that even like you have taught me. Like you're not afraid of <laughs> doing anything. <laughs> And that should die. I'm going to tell you a
0: little secret. I'm afraid. I'm terrified, but I just, I don't think about it and I overcome it. Because I know at the end of that 30 second or 20 second of fear that I feel, the outcome of it is going to be fantastic. You know I'm scared now, but 20 seconds from now, I'm going to be so engrossed in what I'm doing at that time that I'm going to forget the fear and feel what I'm doing, whatever it may be. And I think that really helped me overcome, like, I'm afraid all the time. I'm just yeah a ball filled with fear and emotions. So I read this quote, 1615. Um, I was obsessed with Twitter. And the reason I was obsessed with Twitter was because I was obsessed with these accounts that posted quotes about life. So one of the quotes that I saw in there was, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage. And 20 seconds of embarrassing bravery. And I promise you something great will come of it. And it's true. I like that. It's really true. It's like that's what the the fear that you feel before you do the thing you want to do will go away once you do it. And something insane will come of it. And I think that's what I think about when I'm scared. So it doesn't look like I'm scared. I'm not very good at showing that I'm scared, but I'm scared inside. Just Next time when we're together, you'll see it now. Now that I've told you the secret, you'll see it.
1: <laughs> I will see it. Yes, I I remember. So for those who don't know, I like met Jill. I think it was roughly a year ago, and I like have this memory of where Jill was driving her car and missed the car, and we're next to some key- hills. And Jill was like, "Let's roll down these hills." <laughs> and we went to the top of like a hill, <laughs> and we rolled down the hill. It (laughs) was fun though. It was so fun. That was really, I, 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 you see, see, that's what I mean. Like, if I wanted to do that in Kenya, like the old version of me would have been like, what kind of dumb person does that? But then like, when I started being like, I just want to do what I feel like doing. I was like, you know what? That sounds like fun. (laughs) And if I look like a fool, if a car passes on the road and it's like, who are these fools doing that? I don't care i'm enjoying
0: myself and we do have a bunch of cars passing oh that's fun i'm gonna watch those videos again after
1: we have our conversation so to go back to your question um i did feel like a lot a lot more happier Mm -hmm. but also at that time like you know i'd i was like living alone like you know with with my friends like i was like among the like the the best support system i could be around Mm -hmm. and then i had a job like you know when i was working at adidas like i was like living by myself and and like all these things that used to embarrass me i was just like yeah i'm so and mm-hmm. i think there's one thing to point out is like in kenyan in like kenyan indian culture we have a lot of bullying if somebody likes something if somebody looks at it and people will always oh for yes it. but now yeah but now as an adult i'm just like so like i don't care if you want to make fun of me make fun of me i just don't care And I think that's also one thing that changed that helped me like embrace this other side of me. But um, within like since the past one year, like, you know, I had to come to Kenya, come back to Kenya because of all this COVID thing.
0: Yes, yes, that situation. uh,
1: People, yeah, and and people remember the old version of me. And, you know, this new version is very hard to show people because to be honest, people Uh don't like it. You know, like somebody who finally like, Somebody who does what they want, says what's on their mind, yes. goes and does something like without caring, without caring what society thinks is still foreign over here. And I and I know like there we we have friends over here who are awesome and don't you know shame and do those things. But the older generation still care a lot about what perce- like perception and society and all that crap. Yes. And right now, like you know, I still have like I don't have a crisis as such because like I know who I am and like mm-hmm. I embrace it and I stick to it. But like, let's just say other people around me have a problem accepting that. I can see that happening,
0: especially because now you're back with people that you left behind that made you feel that way that you had to come to up to a point where you were like, who am I? Am I what these people are saying? Or am I my own version? And to have to overcome mm-hmm. that and be so comfortable with yourself and go back to where the, you started and have all these people like you said, shame you for liking something or not liking something or the way you look or the way you don't look. It probably is very difficult.
1: It it still is. Um, it's But the good thing is like now, I, I don't know just I think it might come with age. Like, you know, huh. you're able to be like, I don't care. I simply don't care because you have been around people who accept you. You have been around supportive people. Yes. So you know that you're not like an odd one. You know that, you know, you're just fine the way you are. But yeah, the difficult part is where like people like the old version more. People like the most submissive version. Oh, yes. People like the more good, the good like the goody two shoe version. And it's very hard for um for them to realize that, you know, that like a change has happened and like I don't have an intention of going back.
0: I I, I think there are a lot of schmucks in Nairobi. You what? I shouldn't say that. I was waiting. I literally gave you so much time. There were so many times that you would have you could have referenced that word. I know. I've I forgot. I just I forgot the challenge. Okay, I'm gonna give myself a a cookie. I think I'll give myself a, a cookie. Alright, sorry. Know. Um <laughs> got distracted by
1: that. Um I'm not taking it back though. Putting that out. Okay, there. If they don't if they don't like it. If they don't like it, if you say it, I'll say a bunch of your schlock.
0: Yes. Well, now that you, I guess you're at that point where you're so comfortable with who you are and you're confident with who you are. How does that feel? If you were oh, to go back to tell your old self something right now, based on what you've learned, to what you've overcome and how you are as a person today with, with you know, so comfortable mm-hmm. and so confident in your own skin, what are you going to tell your young self or someone else who's going through such a such an identity crisis
1: first of all you get peace of mind uh-huh second of all like you like really develop self-love because it just feels so nice to be comfortable in your own skin yes. so a piece of advice I would give is first of all whatever mold you build for yourself, ask yourself, where the hell did that mold come from? Is it from what people are saying? Mm-hmm. Um, is it from your perception of what a successful person should like look like? Is it from the things teachers tell you, your peers tell you, your family tells you? If it's from anyone else apart from you, like, get rid of that shit. Get rid of that mold. Choose things that make you happy. Like, you know, if you do an activity and you're not sure how you feel about it, if you don't enjoy it, you don't have to do it. If you find, if you see something and you're like, that looks interesting and everyone else, like, makes fun of you and they'll be, yeah. be like, you know, you have like a thing like that. Honestly, just don't care. Like, you know, just do it. And what, what will they do? They'll laugh at you. So what? Like, you know, it's it's like, it's it's a bad sign on right. them. They're laughing at you. Just pick something that makes you feel happy. And then from there, like, you start developing yourself and your character. Mm-hmm. And also, like, you know, I'm not saying, like, don't like look up to successful people. But I'm like, you know, if you have role models, like try and have role models for like, you know, broken boundaries, broken stereotypes, and then read their stories and you will see that they experienced so much failure and they went through like, they were not the conventional, like they were not conventional people. And they were like, you know, beautiful in in their own way. So like when you look up to those people, you start embracing yourself more. Mm
0: -hmm that's true the part you said about role models is very crucial depending on who you look up to you do a lot of things in a very similar way we we emulate a lot like the people we like the people who we see as our idols or stuff that i mean this is one of the reasons why a lot of Companies will hire superstars and athletes basically to advertise their products because we like to idolize and emulate people that we love and we look up to. So, if they wear a certain type of shoe, we'll wear a certain type of shoe. And this isn't just about the clothing as well, this is like internal as well. If, if you see your idol going a certain path, you will be inclined to try something very similar to that. So I I agree with what you have to say. I think yeah, having the role models is is essential.
1: Also, like I think for me, social media plays a big role. Like I'm <laughs> always on Instagram, uh-huh. and like the accounts I follow, I like I become very intentional about the accounts I follow. I like follow accounts about topics I want to learn more about. I follow accounts about they a lot of a lot of them is like women, Asian women breaking stereotypes, breaking uh, generational curses and stuff like that. Yes. So when I read these stories, when I I'm surrounded by these things, I actually feel stronger. And I'm like, okay, I'm not the only one. You know, like there's like I feel like there's a community with me, you know, breaking things, like, you know, trying to disrupt the narrative. And I I personally like having those that like I like consuming, like choosing the type of media I want to consume. And like when I like, you know, choose intentionally like those kind of role models or those yes. that kind of social media, it also like affects a lot way I think yeah probably lifts you up
0: as well it gives you a sense of positive um I I wouldn't say vibes but like a a sense of hope and uh opportunity as well like you're not just left down there there's a there are a lot of opportunities for people like us people who want to be more than what everyone thinks they need to be
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I think that's I think that's great I that's true I had no idea you went through such an incredible transformation. I really like this version of you. I don't, I haven't met the older version, but this one is,
1: I'm going to say nearly 2.0. <laughs> I I also like this version a lot more. It I mean, makes me a lot more happier.
0: Well, you know what? That's all that matters to me. And I'm sure that's all that all that matters to you too. You need to be happy, so... I'm so glad that you went through everything in your life because it got you to where you are today and who you are today. Last question about this. Do you regret or do you ever feel like I wish I never had to go through the mold that you were put in? Or do you wish that anything in your past had never happened?
1: I mean, yes and no. So like, no, because I know I had to get through it uh-huh. to become this version now. And yes. like, you know, on like, I'm pretty young. I'm only, like, 24. And I feel like some people waste a lot of time and waste. Some people spend a lot of time finding out who they are, right? Yes. And I was lucky to do it at such a young age because now I have all these years, you know, you know, building who I am, knowing who I am, being happy with who I am. So, no, I know. I mean, I had to go through that to get mm-hmm. here. Yes. And um, it's it's a lot of, like, it's a lot of thinking, you know? There's, there's like a lot of things we follow and a lot of, um. there's a lot of things we follow and there's a lot of behaviors that we emulate without thinking as to why we're doing this. There's a lot of beliefs we follow, like, you know, just because your parents told you, just because mm-hmm. you heard it somewhere without thinking. And for you to go through that transformation, you have to like literally think about it. Like, is that right? Like, why are you thinking that way? And you have to like reverse it or break it. Like, be like, you know, that stuff is not true. You need to think about it in another way. Yeah. So, I'm glad I went through it. And the the one of like the part where I say that yes, I regretted that. I mean, I mean, um it's a it's a, like I it's like a long thing, and it's like an emotional journey to get through. And I'm like, if that's a shortcut, like, why couldn't I just post this <laughs> shortcut? But then you know, I I know. God. <laughs> and there's no, way. if there's a shortcut, then you wouldn't have, then it would be harder for you to like, um, it would be easier, I guess it would be easier for me to go back to my old self. Yes. Then I wouldn't have put in this amount of thought and effort.
0: I mean, I, I think there's a, a good analogy for that. The The higher the mountain, the better the view. So when you get to that top of the mountain, all that hard work and all that suffering that you did makes everything worth it because of that view that you've just achieved there. So I think that's exactly what you went through. And now you have this breathtaking view for the rest of your life. And I think that's wonderful. You have to keep building. Yes, it's definitely not. So you get higher and higher. And the higher you get, the better that view is going to get. So like you said, for now at 24, I think you have a pretty amazing view to build on. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that wonderful insight into your life. I'm really glad that I got to have that insight as well. And I'm sure a lot of people will be very thankful for that. Help them get through something that they wish they'd known more about. and To let them know that it's not the end of the world. That you're going to come out of it like Neely did. On top of the highest mountain that you can find. Um, And speaking of, tell me, is there a place... In Kenya like you're in Kenya right now right mm-hmm. so I usually like doing this thing where I talk about a place so I spoke about Kenya in one of the podcasts previously where it's like the heart of Africa is what they call it I I don't know if that's just us um being <laughs> narcissistic about ourselves or <laughs> is that what the world calls it but I'm just gonna we're just going to stick, for, for the sake of this podcast, we're just going to stick to Kenya being the heart of Africa. And you, do you have a place that you want us to talk about? Or you do you have a place that you want everyone to know about?
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's this place, it's called Kurura Forest. It's mm-hmm. in Nairobi. And with this, during this past year, especially because of the pandemic, you can't just travel around or... Well, people do, but it's not really safe to travel yes. around. So I have been going to Kurura Forest like almost every weekend. Uh-huh. And I just, I just really enjoy going there. It's so peaceful and that you disconnect. It's like there's like a lot of nature. It's like all nature. Uh-huh. And I've been like finding like trails that... I've, okay, I lived in Kenya for like more, almost six, I would say 18 years now. All the years added up. And yeah. there were trails in there like like this entire time I lived in Kenya that I didn't know about. But then this past year, I have like found so many trails that I never went to before. And places that are just beautiful. Like, you know, you can just go down, yeah, sit with a book and just relax. Yeah.
0: And then you get away from all the hustle and bustle of the city. And you're just in a peaceful environment with fresh air and... Yeah. You go to like River Cafe. Yes.
1: The 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 caramel latte which is so good. Really. <laughs> it's so crazy that you know when you're in there you feel like you're, you're you feel like you're in another world. Like you don't feel like you're in a capital city, but right. you're still in Nairobi.
0: I know you have some really nice pictures of Kura Forest, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Um I'd like you to send them to me so I can feature them on the on the social medias.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'll send a picture of Amit walking in okay. the forest.
0: <laughs> yes, do send that. I would. I would like to see. I would like to see that. Okay. Well, um, I think this is it for us, Neely, for this uh, very okay. wonderful podcast. I'm going to see you again, and we're going to talk about college. I mean, I have a bunch of topics we're going to talk about, but for now,
1: I, think- I like having these conversations. Yes. Yeah. Yes, even if so it's weird. odd, prof off podcast, off podcast yes, off about me. Yes,
0: I think, I think this is very important because I had no idea about this. I think every time we talk about stuff, we just talk about really dumb shit where we're like, oh my god, I saw, I don't know, what dumb shit do we talk? I can't even think of a reference because I knew yeah. we talk about a lot of silly things.
1: Because, like, at that time, we haven't seen and want to know, like, you know, we want to know, like, I guess, the juicy stuff or what do we do oh, about exactly yeah. this yeah. and that. I think it's because so- we have so much to talk about. We, we need to talk about more so then we have less to talk about.
0: I agree. I don't think, think there's ever going to be a point where we don't have, we run out of topics to talk about. Because, I mean, I don't know if this is, yeah, I, I speak for myself in this situation, but there are very few people, I mean, A handful of people, I think I can fit them in the palm of my hand. And I mean, numerically, not physically fit them in the palm of my hand. But I think there are very few people that I can have a conversation about anything, like intellectual conversation, or we can go from being like really intellectual to goldfish dumb. And I think you're one of those very few people that I can get best of both worlds with. Otherwise, it's always one or the other. It's never... Both, or it's either just like in between, where it's like when it comes to a conversation, I think it it's just happening for the sake of there for them not to be any silence. I'm just gonna say yes, so we don't doesn't turn into an argument, which you're gonna get offended by and then just hate me for the rest of your life. So yeah, to save both of us the trouble, I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut and agree with what you have to say, or just just nod my head in agreeance or that I'm listening.
1: But yeah, so I think let them learn about other stuff yes. apart from the stuff that you've grown up with because like there's so many things that I thought like this is the only way because that was a reality I grew up with and yeah. when I have those conversations I realize that oh, wait a minute I'm wrong or oh, I didn't think about this perspective and you just grow as a person I feel like that's maybe more like open-minded about people and more accommodating yes of them.
0: I think that's and I think the reason that happens is when you when you travel out outside of the place that you grew up in and you go see different worlds and different perspectives and the way people around the world live, it lets you open your mind to the different types of way of life. Yeah. You know, not just to the single one that you've seen. for the, Watching it on TV is really different to going there in person and, and, and feeling it, right? Which is why I'm, I'm really excited for the trip that we're having this year. I'm just yes. letting you know that I'm very excited about it. Although the location has not yet been set.
1: Guys, we're going somewhere. So I well, we don't have any I'm, just, I'm waiting for my visa. I'm waiting for my visa to come back. I should be back within a month, within like literally eight days. My Denmark visa. Yeah, yeah. Okay, also, Anneli's got this fancy new job in Denmark.
0: Look at her rolling. So um, she's going to go to Denmark. I'm so and excited to go. I'm so excited for you to go, which means I can just
1: come and live with you. That's what I can do yeah Um, it's crazy like that's the that's the fifth country I'm staying in within the past
0: seven years do you know how fantastic that is like that's I want to be able to do that I've only lived in like what three countries which sounds like baby stuff in front of you because no no. and by lived in three countries I mean like you know Kenya is not counted because I grew up in there so I was with my parents and then you know now, it's not counted because I'm still here. Not in Kenya, but, you know, in the States. In India was counted because I was there because of COVID.
1: You were there for such a long time. I was there forever.
0: I was there forever. A but, um, Yes, yeah, so I was saying, if you guys have any idea where we should go, um, please do let us know. Open to ideas of anywhere in the world. Also, we're not yet rolling money, so
1: cheap. <laughs> be nice as well we appreciate sponsors yes (laughs) and sponsor us in any way they come to your location and i i do photography jill does a lot of talking
0: (laughs) yes you will be entertained and and um have beautiful pictures by the end of it so if that's what you look if that's what you're looking for you know where to go i'll speak to you soon